use it with congregation at you. So we would like you to join with us in singing part of the creed, the new creed. We sang this last Sunday, if you were here or heard it on live stream. We are not alone. And it is, if you look at your bulletin, it's actually the gathering prayer has the words that we need to sing it. We are not alone, we live in God's world. And then we sing that again, we are not alone, we live in God's world. And then we move to the part which is not on this, but we could get it on the screen. In life, in death, in life beyond death, God is with us, we are not alone. And then we repeat all of that, and we sing thanks be to God. So that is the ministry of music, we are not alone. When I think I put it on the screen, I'm not entirely sure. However, we know the words. So I would like the choir to sing it with, for you once, and then we will give it a try. And it, it is a wonderful um, arrangement of these words, written by Pat Mayberry, who is a singer-songwriter, Christian singer-songwriter, who lives near Ottawa in Ontario, um, who I met a couple of weeks ago at the conference in Toronto. So for me, it has a special meaning knowing who wrote it, but um, also I know that she was so heartfelt and sincere in her writing. We are not alone. It sounds like this, and you're going to help us sing it in a moment. So here we go. We are not alone. I'll give you lots of melody. Choir, if you want to do lots of melody, that'll help you too. And we are not alone. Sing those words again. Going to hear the song read, and then we're going to sing the song. 
And the words are on the screen, but just in case um, you want to see music, it sounds like this. It's a nice little rollicking kind of camp song. Um, comes out of Chautauqua, New York, where they had lots of camp meetings. Um, and, well, for many
Thank you, Nancy. Welcome. I'm the Reverend Rachel Campbell. I'm a minister here at Trinity in Summerside, and I am so thankful to be able to come and be in a place of celebration. Today, we pause and we lift up those who have mothered us, who have nurtured us. And it's so nice to be able to look at a new creed, because very much the birth of a new creed throughout the month of May is about that. It's about creating and nurturing and mothering. And today we also have other celebrations. We have a birthday boy as of Friday. Vance, Vance Bridges is here, 92 as of Friday. And we have another young fella. His name is Ellsworth Campbell, and his birthday is today. Ellsworth is right here as well. Give him a round of applause. He's just a bit younger than 92, just a bit younger than 92. Uh, any other birthdays today to celebrate? Well, today we sing happy birthday, dear friends. I go and prepare. 
prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself.
I'd like to welcome the Junior Church Helpers, as well as all those who are here for Junior Church. If you're visiting with us and you're between the ages of 3 and 12, you're welcome to come back and be part of Junior Church. But come up and join us up front here in the steps. I have a couple little things to go over with you. Oh, come over. Hello. Hello. Come have a seat, my dear. Hello. Lily, you can head on. Okay, wonderful. Thank you. All the sparkles, I'm loving this. Come on over, come with me. This is great girl power. All right. Raise your hand if you like to party. Raise your hand. Parties are fun, right? Celebrations are fun, right? Celebrations. We just talked about birthdays, right? Can you imagine 92 years old? Wow, that's a lot of birthdays, right? Vince has had a lot of birthdays. So we celebrate, right? I'm sure on Friday there's lots of celebrations. I'm sure it's for the weekend there's lots of celebrations. And around parties, what are some things that you see at parties and celebrations? What do you see in the party? Balloons. What else would you see in the party? Birthday cake. Birthday cake. There you go. You're, you're, you are my daughter. Birthday cake. Absolutely. What else? Dreamers, oh, you're getting close. Lily's going to share a story with us about one of the two creation stories within our Bible. There's two creation stories. Well, she's going to share one of those with us today. And it is about celebration. It's about parties. And it's about God loving us, that God created. And that that's what we continue to do each and every day. We create and we show our love through creation. So let's listen to that story. Before God created the world, there was nothing at all except God. On the first day of creation, the wind of God blew. Whoosh, whoosh, swoosh, God said, let there be light. Crackle, boom, bang, there was light. God saw that the light was good, then split. God divided the light and the darkness into day and night. On the second day, God said, let there be a sky. Pillow, billow, puff. There was a sky, and God saw that the sky was good. On the third day, God said, Let there be water and dry land. Drip, drop, kerplunk. There was water. Crackle, crunch, snap. There was dry land. God saw that the water and land were good. Then God said, Let there be plants and trees. Rumble, rustle, pop. There were plants and trees. God saw that the plants and trees were good. On the fourth day, God said, Let there be a sun and a moon and stars. Glimmer, shimmer, shine. There is a sun and a moon and thousands of stars. God saw that the sun and the moon and the stars were good. On the fifth day, God said, Let there be sea animals that swim and birds that fly. Wiggle, splish, splash. There were sea animals. Flutter, putter, tweet. There were birds. God saw that the sea animals and birds were good. On the sixth day, God said, Let there be animals of every kind on the earth. Growl, prowl, snort. There were animals with fur. Skitter, scatter, creep. There were bugs. Slither, slink, hop. There were reptiles. God saw that the animals and bugs and reptiles were good. Then God said, Let there be people on the earth. Blink, wink, hiccup. There were people on the earth. God saw that the people were very good. On the seventh day, God said, It is time to rest. Phew, phew, ha! God and all of creation rested. Thank you, Lily. After such a big ordeal, it is time to rest, right? But we're not going to rest just yet. I'm going to have Hannah help me. And I think Lily said, what does birthday parties need? Oh, we're getting kind of close. Now, we are going to make a bit of a mess, okay? But Kevin has said we're allowed to make a mess. I got permission, even though it says this is not allowed, Trinity. <laughs> we're doing it anyways. All right, are you ready? Up in the air. Let's see if it works. One, two. Muscles, come on, West Prince girl. 
I don't get to have rockets going on. <laughs> I don't get to make a mess. <laughs> but Psalm 8 is one of those wonderful psalms that celebrates uh, the majesty of God. And it also celebrates the dignity of human beings. So you need to almost imagine that rockets, balloons are going off uh, as this psalm is being read. O oh Lord, our Sovereign, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory above the heavens. Out of the mouths of babes and infants, you have founded a bulwark because of your foes to silence the enemy and the avenger. When I look at your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars that you have established it, what are human beings that you are mindful of them? Mortals that you care for them. Yet you have made them a little lower than God, crowned them with glory and honor. You have given them dominion over the works of your hands. You have put all things under their feet, all sheep and oxen, oxen, and also the beasts of the fields, the birds of the air, and the fish of the sea, whatever passes along the path of the seas. O Lord, our sovereign, how majestic is your name in all the earth. And let us sing that song now, paraphrased. So if you like the hymn book, you can look at it at number 730 in Voices United or it will be on the screen. Let's stand and sing.
words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, dear God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Asking the question, what do you believe? Is one of those questions that demands a person to stop, evaluate, and then respond. It is what one might call a mic drop moment. It demands our attention. We are asked to share our opinion on what we hold as true for us. We are asked to share what represents truth for us. This takes self-investigation and recognizing that the external world influences us, not only externally, but also internally. What's happening in this world affects us internally as well. Those experiences shape who we are and what we have come to believe. Our truths are developed through mind, body, and spirit experiences. And as we shared in last fall, it is part of our becoming. As Christians, it's part of our becoming. Belief, what we believe, shapes us and becomes part of who we are in this very moment today. This moment right now. The process of becoming, well, that continues from today on into tomorrow, the next day, for all of us, and it should. We are not called to be complacent, to be stuck in our ways, trapped by what used to be and thinking nothing has or should change. We are called to transform and to evolve in mind, body, and spirit. We see this need for transformation in the stories of the Bible. And this is what Jesus taught. Jesus shared stories to have the hearers see the laws, to see God, to see their faith in new ways, and live out those teachings within these new ways. To live out our faith, our beliefs, and know that we are ever transforming. To realize that we are not perfect, and that is okay. God is not done with any of us yet. God is not done with us. So, we should not be done with ourselves. To recognize that this is not about reaching perfection, or the end to a to-do list. And I love my to-do list, and I love getting to the end of it. But it's not about that. It is about our journey into faith, our journey into what we believe, and being reassured that God as creator created out of love. Celebrated in creation, as we did today. Created us to transform. Created us to be in relationship. God does all of this while reassuring us that we are made in the image of God. As theologian Alistair McGrath shared, within each of us exists the image of God. However disfigured and corrupted by sin it may presently be, God is able to recover this image through grace as we are conformed to Christ. In Jesus, Within this Eastertide season, and we're getting close, we're getting close to the end of the season, but we're not there yet. We have seen changes, changes that the resurrection revealed, and how the resurrected Jesus continues to be with us through spirit well after the ascension. Those experiences are with us still today and connect us with the teachings of Jesus. Yes, even today. In looking at this, this in a transformative way, a transformative way of becoming, as part of our Christian faith, as part of our journey Jesus shares with us through Easter, today we explore the second part of our sermon series on a new creed. We are asked to consider that God, the God we believe in, has come in Jesus to be and live out the truths of our faith 
our beliefs as Christians. The Word made flesh. God again making new and reconciling God's self with creation. It's like a second creation story, third creation story, fourth creation story. On and on. And we are hearing and witnessing yet again a transformative and relational God, a mothering God, a creator God, that from the beginning has made it known that relationship with all of creation is important, the utmost importance. And again, as our Christian teachings tell us, as a new creed tells us, God created and is creating out of love. As Christians, we believe that relationship with God evolved from the laws, evolved from the scripture, the holy text, to God being with us in the man named Jesus. God came to live as one of us. Want to talk about becoming? This, this, this part of our faith is truly transformative. It does not mean that we turn away from what brought us to this very moment, the teachings, the lessons, but we embrace all that made us up, made us to this point. And we are to continue to expand and to reshape, continue to become. In the Spark Bible reading, Lily lifts up the stories of creation as outlined in the book of Genesis. And what I love about this version is that there is surprise and intrigue when creating. In the creating experience, even for God, God, holy mystery, there is this surprise element. God, as creator, saw that each plant, drop of water, sunshine being, all good, and that through it all, we are connected to each other and to God. And furthermore, the final sentence in the Spark Bible reading speaks of the importance of taking time to see each step in transformation and discern that all has come into being. But that last line, it reads, God and all of the creatures, all of creation, rested. So this is not a race. We are to learn as we become. Learn from the external, the internal, the experiences, the teachings, the lessons. The who we are now. To do that, we must claim time of discernment and reflection, and we must rest. Notice that God and all creation together rested. Not just God, not just creation, both. Not a race. No blue ribbon, ribbon that we're striving for here. This is our becoming, and as Christians, we don't do this on our own. We're not supposed to, as Christians, to do this on our own. So let's look at that question of belief. What do you believe? And let's add to it, what do we believe? Let's look at that together, like we're doing here today. The question of what one might believe is both a personal question and very much a communal question. For example, as we continue to explore a new creed, we face the fact that this was written to share a common belief about our Christian faith as Christians. A common belief, common threat, shared opinions of what we hold as true. And as described in our Zoom in the lectionary study this past week, the intricate weaving that connects us all together is what we believe. That is what Psalm 8, Reverend Lockhart shared, the creation story from the Spark Bible and the New Creed offers us, recognizing that there is space for our own individualism, and like a quilt full of different patches and design, we are always creating something new, we are always in the state of becoming, that is why there is more than one affirmation of faith and how it speaks to the time that we live in. That's why there must be more than one affirmation of faith, because it needs to speak into the time that we live in. Speak into the communities that we're part of, the individuals that make up that community. In all of that, there is that common thread that was picked up 
in our Zoom and the Lectionary Bible study. It connects us and it offers us revelation. What we believe connects us with one another, one another, our faith, and with God. That can be challenging because in any group of people coming together, even with similar beliefs, we will have time of conflict. Different points of view on how to live out one's beliefs. Each of us, to have belief in something becomes our truth, but we can get stuck in that. Sometimes we can get stuck in our truths. To share beliefs with each other as a church, a faith community, is both a blessing and sometimes a challenge. We must be growing in the same direction or we will become stuck. We can't be afraid of the river ahead because it's unknown. We can't be afraid of the unknown. And we certainly cannot go back to the past. There's never once in the Bible where Jesus says, stay in the past, that's where it's safe. Continue to grow forward. We need to communicate. We need to learn together, challenge each other. And it's okay to challenge each other. In doing so, we are reminded today that God is with us, that the Spirit works in us and others and still at work here today in this time. And this is why we're called to be within community, praising God. God created us this way. And just like a baby needs to grow into a toddler and then to a child and to a teenager and then to an adult, we need to know that internally we are also changing. And like a good mother, God patiently, excitedly, proudly journeys with us. When we fall, when we get up, God is present in the exact same way. How do we know this? Because we trust in as Christians, we trust in God, and as humans, we know that, that that trust, it takes a lot of work. To trust in God does not mean that God does all the work. On the contrary, it means that we do the work together. We come together and worship God. We praise God. We read scriptures. We live into the teachings of Jesus. We pray. And in doing so, we build our trust in God. We build our trust in our faith. And as author E.M. Bounds shared in his book, The Necessity of Prayer, Prayer That Gets Results, trust perfected is prayer perfected. Trust looks to receive the things asked for and gets it. Trust is not a belief that God can bless or that he will bless, but that he does bless, here and now. Trust always operates in the past tense. Hope looks towards the future. Trust looks to the present. Hope expects. Trust possesses. Trust receives what prayer acquires. So what prayer needs at all times is abiding and abundant trust. What we are doing here today takes an abundance of trust. A trust in God, a trust in the faith that we have, that when we come to God as a people of God, to believe in God, to trust in God now, today, blessed by God now, today, walking in hope, into the future, transforming, becoming into that hope. God with us. O Lord, our sovereign, how majestic is your name in all the earth. All glory is God's. Amen. If you were here prior to our service beginning, you sense of the song that we're going to sing, and if you feel like you want to join in, I certainly invite you to do so. We are not alone, we live in God's world. We are not alone, we live in God's world. In life, in death, 
In life beyond death, God is with us. We are not alone. Thanks be to God.
that love is revealed and nourishment is offered in these gifts, that healing can be initiated. And in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen.
as we work together, we would remember and honor the historic treaties that were made with the indigenous people of this land. Listening, God, as you heard the cries of the Hebrew slaves in Egypt and raised up Miriam and Moses and Aaron to lead them to freedom, so to hear all those who cry out to you on this day and raise us up and use us to be your instruments of peace and justice, that where there is violence, hatred, and suspicion, you will help us so love, compassion, and understanding. That where there is injury, you will help us to learn the ways of reconciliation and forgiveness. That where there is doubt and cynicism, you will help us nurture faith and curiosity. And that where lies are told, you will help us discern the truth. Where there is despair, you will help us endure with hope. That where there is darkness, you will help us seek the light. And where there is sadness, you will help us know joy. Hear all our prayers, O God, spoken and unspoken, and in your mercy answer.
goals. As we leave this place today, I commission you all to be alert, to stand firm in the faith, to be valiant and strong, but let all that you do be done in love. May God bless you and keep you. May God's face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. Amen and hallelujah.